You're listening to the American Journal of Perinatology podcast, hosted by Dr. Bill Goodnight and Dr. Chris Robinson. Each month, we take an in-depth look at a paper published in the American Journal of Perinatology. So I want to thank our listeners for joining us today for the American Journal of Perinatology's podcast on the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine 2016 meeting. The purpose of this podcast is for us to meet Atlanta, to understand Atlanta, to understand the diversity of the city, as well as opportunities for entertainment, dining, as well as travel within the city of Atlanta, Georgia. Of course, we will all be in Atlanta very shortly, and it's important for us to know the nuts and bolts of the city. And so we have Iris Krishna, who is Assistant Professor of Maternal Fetal Medicine at the Emory University School of Medicine, joining us today for this discussion. Iris, we want to thank you for joining us for this discussion. Thank you for having me. I look forward to SMFM coming down this year. So you probably have the shortest travel of any of us to come to Atlanta, and this is the reason that we chose you for this discussion. Tell us a little bit about your education and training and background in maternal fetal medicine. Sure. I graduated from medical school. I'm a Louisiana girl. I was raised in Louisiana, New Orleans, actually, which we were there just a few years ago. And then for residency, came to Emory and did my four years at Emory University for OBGYN. And then I actually went into private practice, so I know a little bit about the outskirts of the city for two years. And then I came back to do a fellowship in maternal fetal medicine with Emory and just completed that fellowship now. And this is my first year out as faculty and assistant professor. Awesome. So you have obviously been in Atlanta for some time and can give us a lot of information about the nuts and bolts and the moving parts of Atlanta. I wanted to start out, obviously a lot of our membership will be traveling in from across the United States as well as we anticipate a large group of attendees from even Central and South America to the society meeting this year. And we're very excited that Atlanta provides an excellent opportunity for air travel through the local airport. Can you tell us a little bit about the airport and the ease at travel around and from the airport to the Hilton Hotel where SMFM will be held? Yes, so, you know, Atlanta's airport is the busiest airport in the country, so it actually has a couple of different modes of transportation that you can use to get to downtown, which is where the conference will be. One thing you can do is take the MARTA line, which is the public transportation, our quote-unquote subway system. That could be taken down to downtown. You could also take cabs, and there are shuttles available around the city, and of course, those that use Uber or Lyft, <laughs> those are readily available as well. That's awesome. So when flying into Atlanta, I imagine you have a lot of options as far as travel from the airport. Are there any times that individuals should pay attention to when checking in at the Atlanta airport? I mean, what is your experience with checking in for your flight? How much time do you need to allow to make it to and from the airport as well as for check-in? Yeah, so when you're checking into your flight, I typically, when traveling domestically, want to leave about an hour. You want to arrive about an hour and a half before your flight leaves, and internationally at least two to three hours. 
basically going through, it, it is a busy airport and security does do a good job of moving you through security, but it is one of those things where things can be cut a bit close. Now, once you arrive there, you check in, you go through security, it's the same security for all gates. And then they have a wonderful railway system that will take you to your allotted gate. And some of the gates actually could be pretty, pretty long. So you may have a long walk. So for example, Delta has a hub here. If you are going to the gate where Delta, they have, I think, like 39 or 40 gates. So if you're gate 40, <laughs> you're at the end of that terminal and it's a long walk. Um, so you want to make sure that you allow for all of that. So it sounds like comfortable shoes are a must for traveling through yes. the Atlanta airport. In fact, there's probably just as much distance between the gate and the baggage claim as anywhere else in the mm -hmm. airport for Atlanta. So when in Atlanta, what are things that a lot of individuals are very interested in making their reservations for dining, this sort of thing, before coming to the meeting? Do you recommend reservations for most restaurants in Atlanta? And what would you consider the hot areas of Atlanta that the membership should consider in visiting while they're there? So I think we're very lucky in Atlanta that we have a lot of, you know, I don't want to say top chefs, but the culinary scene here is, is very active and hip and happening. I definitely recommend that you get reservations for places that you may want to eat at. What's interesting about Atlanta is that we have a bunch of small neighborhoods that come together to make in-town Atlanta. So you have amazing places to eat at each one of them and it really depends on what type of cuisine or what it is that you're looking for. So for example, if you're going to something like Grant Park, you may be interested in a restaurant called Gun Show. If you are a top chef fan, Kevin Gillespie, and he is from Atlanta and he actually has about two restaurants here that are very popular. Um, this particular restaurant is sort of a take on dim sum with a southern flair. So it's very interesting because you kind of see the chefs working and making their dishes and then they come to you and scribe the dish to you and you decide if you want to try it or you don't try it. So I think it's a very fun atmosphere. So that's definitely something you may want to consider. As far as a lot of food to table type of theme restaurants, there's a lot of popular restaurants on the west side aspect of the city. One of the top restaurants there is pretty fancy is uh, Bacchanalia. That's a very good experience. You also have, if you go to Midtown, they have Pont City Market, which is a place that just opened. And basically, this just used to be City Hall, and it's been renovated now for a shopping and food market experience. And so that's a very good way to sample some of the uh, top chefs in the city. For example, Holman and Fitch is a pretty popular restaurant here. They're known for their burgers and they actually have a stall there where the burgers are prepared. Now historically this particular place only made I think a few burgers in the evening and there used to be a line <laughs> that people used to come out to get this particular burger, the Holman and Finch uh, burger. And then so then they expanded to the baseball stadium and now they have a stall there. So you can get, have the burger. There's typically a line there when you go to Pont City Market. And the other places, you know, you have another place similar to that, Krog uh, Street Market. So you have a bunch of places where, you know, people are kind of experimenting with food and cuisine. The food trucks is pretty popular. Uh, sometimes they come, uh, you know, certain buildings will have food truck day. So I think definitely there's no shortage of great places to eat and reservations are highly recommended. 
That sounds great. So it sounds like it would pay to really do your research before arriving, especially if you want to be able to get early reservations for some of these great restaurants you've suggested. So what is your favorite place? I didn't mention it, but Decatur is one of the more popular sort of suburbs of Atlanta, and it's very close to downtown. So one of my favorite places to eat is a place called the Iberian Pig, and it's a Spanish tapas type of place, and they have very interesting cocktails, and they're very intermixology, etc. So it's a very good place to eat, and that's really a good place to go. In general, if you have children, it's along the Decatur Square, which is the main aspect of Decatur downtown. There's another place there called Cakes and Ale, which is a really good restaurant as well. Those right now, I would say the Iberian pig is probably my favorite. That sounds great. This is the first time the society has been in Atlanta for some time. So have you noticed any increased buzz or increased activity as a result of the society coming to your city this year? I think definitely within Emory, we're very excited to have the society coming in. And not only our MFMs, but a lot of our generalists are looking very much forward to coming and participating and attending the conference. So I think it's definitely very exciting and, and we're all happy. So a lot of individuals will have children or maybe significant others or partners who are accompanying them to Atlanta and maybe they're going to look for the scene outside of the meeting. What are some top sorts of things they should look at for entertainment outside of the meeting if, if attending in that manner? Yeah, so I think where the meeting is located downtown is actually very close to probably one of the areas where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck. So there's Centennial Park, and near Centennial Park you have the Georgia Aquarium, you have the Center for Civil and Human Rights, you have the World of Coca-Cola, you have CNN. So you can actually go to the World of Coke, go to the Georgia Aquarium, then go to Centennial Park, and they have a large Ferris wheel there where you can see a great view of the city and you can take a CNN tour. I think within that particular locale, you will see a lot and get to do a lot. The Children's Museum is also closely located to there and it just actually reopened after undergoing a huge renovation. So a lot of people have been kind of going back to the Children's Museum. I think that there is a city path that you can use where you pay, because the, of course you can imagine the entrance fees to all these locations can quickly add up. You can choose the five top attractions within the city, and if you have this pass, you can go to these attractions. So you can go to the Aquarium, World of Coke. Fernbank Museum is not located in this area. It's a little bit more east, but that particular Museum of Natural History is also included in that city pass, the zoo. So all things to see and very nice city pass. I think it's like $75. The pass members also get some additional behind-the-scenes type tours. I believe that the Georgia Aquarium has the largest tank in America, yes. and I believe that was funded by Home Depot back in the day. It was, yes, yes. So it's a really, really amazing aquarium, but for the purchase price of the pass, you end up having the five top attractions covered as well as some behind-the-scenes beluga whale tours and this sort of mm -hmm. thing. So it's nice to know that you have reinforced my experience in Atlanta, which when I took my kids there, this is what we spent time with, with the aquarium, with the civil rights attractions and history around Centennial Park as well as the world of Coca-Cola. I believe Coca-Cola was also born here. So lots of history certainly in that area. So we are looking forward to attending the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine. How about weather this time of year? What should attendees anticipate for you know Atlanta weather during early February, late January? Atlanta weather overall compared to, I guess, 
the rest of the countries that are pretty mild. <laughs> you know, I think the coldest it's been was this past week, and it was like in the 30s. <laughs> so we were, of course, from this part of the city, pretty up in arms going, oh, my God, it's 30 degrees. It's really cold. <laughs> so <laughs> I would great. say, yeah, like, you know, be prepared. I definitely would bring a, you know, like a jacket, but you're not going to see snow. In general, you're going to have pretty mild temps, sunny days. So it tends to warm up during the day when the sun is out, and then it cools once again when and the sun goes down. So we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your day to introduce us to Atlanta, give us some of the working aspects of Atlanta, as well as some other diversions that we can consider while in your city. And we certainly do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to spend time with us. And a lot of people are going to listen to this between now and the meeting and just look for Iris Krishna at the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine meeting. And we look forward to meeting you there. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. We invite our listeners to continue to join us for the American Journal of Perinatology podcast, which are published on a monthly basis. During the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine meeting, we anticipate releasing a special series of podcasts highlighting aspects of research as well as presentations from the Society 2016 meeting. We look forward to you joining us on our future podcasts. Thank you very much. That was the American Journal of Perinatology podcast. Thank you for listening. To find out more and to read this month's highlighted paper, go to www.tima.com forward slash AJP or check out our Facebook page at facebook.com AMJ Perinatology. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on iTunes and join us next month when we will discuss another paper from the pages of the American Journal of Perinatology. 